Hey guys, good morning. My name is Keith Peeler and I'm glad to be with you guys here this morning. And I have a word from the Lord that I want to share from my heart. And I hope you have ears to hear and eyes to see and a heart to understand all that God is doing in us and through us. And so my words for you, I pray, are not my own. And I pray that as the Spirit of God moves in this place with us today, that you're encouraged, that you're empowered, that you're even overwhelmed by the power of His goodness, by the power of His grace, and by our opportunity to have deeper intimacy with God. As we're starting a new year, as I'm coming to you right here, right now, the message on my heart is new year, new man. Now, many of us have read scriptures that remind us of who we are in Christ. Uh, I think of 2 Corinthians 5, 17, right? If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. I've heard that before. You've heard that before, right? Or, or maybe Colossians 3, 9 through 11. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its old practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of the Creator. Right? These are things that are not unfamiliar. If we have been around the church or around Jesus at all, the idea of being new, a new creation, a regenerated heart, a new life, this idea is not new. But man, if we are honest with ourselves, what's new or what's hard about becoming new is the inner man newness, the heart of man. As I was preparing and thinking about what I wanted to share with you guys today and, and praying for you and wherever you are, as you're receiving this, I've been praying for you. The first verse that came to my mind as I prepared to talk about what a new man in a new year looks like was this. You've heard it before, probably. Matthew 22, 37 through 40. And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commands depend all of the law and all of the prophets. All of the law, all of the prophets your heart, your soul, and your mind. If you're like me and most of the men I know, we're mostly gonna do that in the mind. The mind is where most of us are thinking about our day, it's our job, it's our relationships, it's the things that we're doing every single day to make life work. And so the idea of becoming new in our mind is not as foreign as our soul, our heart. Because I don't know about you guys, but most of the men in my life they're just not too touchy-feely. They're not into frou-frou things. They're, they're, they're not into to just hanging around and talking about their feelings, right? But if we're going to become a new man in this new year, a, a new man is a man that can go deep in his heart and look inward. And from that inward place, look to the cross, look to our Father, look to the power of the Spirit from within become that new man to others, to our spouses, to our loved ones. But the mind is where we get stuck. And, and, and if you're like me, and if you're like other men that I know, we get comfortable in what we know, and the chains of our history, the woundedness of our history is just that. We want to keep it in the past. See, Jesus said that the old is gone, the new has come, right? So I don't have to deal with the old anymore, right? Wrong. 
See, sometimes what we think the new man is, is just a complete separation from our former life, from our former self, from our former way of being, doing, thinking, and acting. But to become a true disciple, a true man after God's own heart, is to be a man that can go inward with others and find intimacy. I'm going to say a phrase that maybe you haven't heard before. Intimacy is an act of war. Intimacy is an act of war. Well, Keith, what are you talking about? Let me tell you what I'm talking about. At the very core of being a man is our heart, and that heart is something we protect almost at all costs. We don't let people in. We, we hold back on things. We have fears. We have rejections. We have anger. We have history. And let me tell you why this matters to me so much. Why is this on my heart? Because my wife and I lead an inner healing and deliverance ministry. What does that mean? It means that we walk with people every day of our life into the deep, dark, difficult places of their past to undo what the work of the enemy has done, that the power of the Spirit of God might move in actual new life. See, in my own life, I had that experience. I, I'd read scriptures about Jesus breaking chains and becoming a new man, but, but I had been just pummeled by pornography problems. And it wasn't until I acknowledged the reality of the spiritual warfare that was an inner part of me that was a part of my history that I needed to invite Jesus into. And it only happened because I invited other men into that story. What are you afraid of in your past? What are you holding out on telling someone right now? What is so buried deep in your heart and your mind and your history that it's so deep and so hidden that you think you've actually forgotten about it, but you haven't? See, in order to love God with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our mind, to be the fullness of that means the second part of that applies too, that we have to love our neighbor as ourself. Here's the problem, guys. Most of us find it easier to love neighbors than ourselves. I mean, could you right now, be honest with me, if you, could you, could you right now actually stand in front of a mirror, look at yourself in that mirror and say, I love you? Could you? So you can't love your neighbor until you love yourself. And this new man, this new year for a new man is about becoming the fullness of a healed man, a set free man. My addiction to pornography wasn't just a human problem. It was demonic. It was truly a demonic root in my heart. And until I recognized that and was taught that and dealt with that, those chains remained around my heart. Some of you men out there heard part of my testimony when I was in California, and part of that testimony was sharing this. A, a men's group has been birthed in my town of Wimberley, Texas, out of a CrossFit gym. And these are unlikely guys for what you would call a, a normal church Bible study. These are rough guys. These are CrossFit guys. These are guys that want to tear stuff up. And I sat with those guys just this week, before I even knew I was going to come here to teach, and one of those men who's been in the church for a long time, studying the Bible for a long time, said this this week. He said, this is the first time I've been with real men. See, something somehow, something happened in the midst of church being nice where men forgot to be men. 
or weren't encouraged to be men, or, or the message of Jesus was, was patted down and brought to a soft approach. Now, now, Jesus is not about killing and fighting and breaking up stuff. Don't get me wrong. But to be a real man, to be a rough and tumble, honest man of God, is to be a man that can talk to other men about what's really going on in their life. And these men that I meet with, it's the first time in my life that we're actually getting to the heart of things. There's a story in the scriptures that I love, and, and it's about the way Jesus meets with us. It's how he met with the disciples. And this is a story right after he had died, he had resurrected, he had already visited them once, he'd seen them, but they were tired. They went back to doing what they always knew to do. They were fishermen. So what they do? Man, they went fishing. And here's this story from John 21. It says this, After this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And he revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. Sounds like some friends of mine. They said to him, we'll go with you. Sounds like some other friends of mine. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not yet know it was Jesus. And Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish? He knew the answer. They answered him, no. And he said to them, cast your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. The disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. And Simon Peter heard this, it was the Lord. He put on his outer garment for he was stripped for work and he threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from land, but about a hundred yards. When they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire in place with fish laid out on it and bread. And Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you've just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, 153 of them. And although there were so many, the net was not even torn. And Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now, none of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, gave it to them, and so with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. See, real men when they're frustrated, when they're tired, when they, they go back to what they know. These are men that had walked the planet with our Savior. The truth of, of the incarnate Word of God is with them. He's walked, they saw the miracles, they did the stuff. And when he went away, just like he told them he would, they went back to what they knew. You and I would do the same. And yet Jesus, in his approach to men, says, do you have any fish? No. Try this. And there's already fish prepared. Jesus has a fire and a preparation of breakfast for them. He simply invites them to come, to come and to be with him. 
See, our intimacy with God, our ability to come and be with him is, is directly related to the intimacy that we share with others. So if you're stuck, if, if you're holding on to something, if there's something keeping you from giving everything to Jesus, it's time. It's time to give it up. It's time to put it aside and to take on a new life in Christ. But you have to be willing to go here. A new man and a new life for a new year, for this new year, is about telling yourself the truth. What am I really afraid of? Rejection? Fear? Anger? Father wounds? Disappointment? See, most of the men I know love to hide in their conquests. I'm from Texas. Man, the bigger the buck, the bigger the story, the bigger the trophy, okay? And, and that's what they want to talk about. Big trucks, big tucks, and, and big ducks, right? All the big things. We want that in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. And if you're true to yourself and you stay in that place, you'll stay stuck in a false version of yourself. So here's my question. As we're coming before the Lord today, as we're asking him to reveal to us what intimacy is, what is intimacy and, and why do I need it with God? Because when the scripture teaches us that the old is gone and the new has come, it doesn't mean that we've forgotten it. And because we know Jesus has been with us, we can go back to those memories, this inner healing and deliverance I talked about, what I do for a living. It's sitting with people that are stuck, inviting the power of the Spirit to move in the place of their memories, going to those hard places, imagining Jesus there and seeing, sensing, feeling, embracing the full power of the Holy Spirit to come in and to heal that wound, to set people free. And you probably, men, you wouldn't be surprised that most of the people that come for prayer are women. The brave men that do come, when they come, they get transformed. Fire burns up the brokenness and the junk and, and comes to a place within them because they're finally willing to put it on the table. Coming to this place, when Jesus shows up to the disciples, he knew exactly what they were going to do. He knew they would go fishing. He didn't scold them. He just said simply, come, come have breakfast. And he fellowshiped. See, this, this men's group that I meet with every week, not every week, sometimes you, know, you miss something, but every week that we can, when we're th this men's group, every week that we meet, when we can and we're there together, we are transformed because we finally got to a place of being real with each other, a real place to share our struggles, a, a real place to talk about what it means to have faith, a real place to experience the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you have that in your life? You're connected to this ministry, but, but are you giving it everything? Are you, are you really connecting? Are you going to the hard places of your heart, your relationships, your finances, and yielding it all to Jesus? If you can't love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul and all of your mind, by also loving your neighbor as yourself, then the rest of scripture, all of all the memorization that you've done, all the tests that you've taken, all the things that you've learned about how things happen in the Bible, don't mean squat. When your heart is transformed by the full power of the Spirit of God moving in you and through you, 
you become the new man. And it's a whole lot easier to shed the old man when the new man is empowered by the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Are you empowered by the fullness of the Spirit right now? Man, I don't care what you're doing right now. I want you to hear this and I want you to receive this. I am convinced more than ever that darkness that surrounds us, the demonic world that surrounds us, is more active now than ever before. Jesus says, and, and the scripture teaches us, there's nothing new under the sun, so don't misunderstand what I'm trying to say. But look around. Pay attention. In fact, one of my buddies in this small group that I met with, having a bad day, and he said, oh man, it's just the demons talking to me. And I said, do you mean that? He goes, no, no, I mean the expression. You've heard it. The demons. There's songs about it. That's where my demons hide. That's where my demons hide. Guess what, guys? They're real. They're tormenting you. Oppression, curses, junk is coming against you. And if you're not battling in that realm, you're going to be a victim. So I want you to receive this. I have a blessing for you. So Father, in Jesus' name, for all the men here today, I declare the truth of your word. Men, if you trust in Jesus with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength, that you're a son. You're no longer a slave. And as a son, you have authority in the name of Jesus to stand firm, to pray with power. Not your own power, not some magical power, but power in the name of Jesus. And so Holy Spirit, would you go now and touch every man listening to this? And I command those chains to loose. Loose in the name of Jesus. Drop right here, right now, pornography, fear, unforgiveness, anger, in Jesus' name, the spirits of those things fall. Submit to the power of Jesus and draw your swords, men. Draw your swords. And I bless you to, to go into the hard places of your soul, your mind, your history, and let Jesus show you. So Jesus, as you join us here today, would you put a picture a word, a memory, something in these brothers' minds that you want to touch. And Jesus, we acknowledge that we don't always believe the truth, hear the truth, or remember things as they really were. So Jesus, as you encounter my brothers that are hearing this message, Jesus, what do you want to say to them about this memory? Do you see him? You feel him? Can you hear him? See, guys, he's real. The power of the Spirit is real. The blood of Jesus actually has power. Not some Harry Potter magic, right? Not, not that. True power, not because it's magic, but because Jesus has authority. And intimacy is an act of war because as you become more intimate with the Father, coming to these dark places, the hard places, and as you surrender them and see that he is breaking that chain, that is intimacy with God. And that intimacy, gentlemen, that intimacy puts you in direct contact with the powers of darkness because Jesus confronts the enemy on your behalf. The Holy Spirit prays for you when you don't know what to pray on your behalf. Because the Spirit of God is at work. And so, men, intimacy is an act of war. Because as you reveal yourself to others and you open yourself to the full power of the message of the gospel, you 
will be transformed. New year, new man. Guys, it's time. The old is gone and the new has come. Are you ready? Are you willing? Are you going to step forward today? Find a brother. Find a pastor. Find an exorcist. Find a prayer warrior. Find somebody that can help you process, pray, and release the very real chains that are binding you. And so, brothers, as we close, I just want to close with this blessing. I bless you all, gentlemen. I bless you to receive a a complete breaking of chains, total understanding of the power of God's moving in your life. I reject and bless you to reject all the lies that the enemy has held in your mind for all these years. Guys, here's the number one lie that I want you to consider. Have Have you thought this before? Well, that's just the way that I am. That's a defeatist statement, guys. While you think it's my, it might be true, it's a lie from the pit of hell because when we're intimate with the Father, intimate with the Son, intimate with the Spirit, the new man is revealed. The new man rises up and does not recognize that old man any longer. That isn't just the way you are. Step into the light. Come forward. Accept his invitation to come and have breakfast. Guys, come have breakfast. In Jesus' name, amen.